Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Waifus and Weeaboos podcast. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the opening to the anime that we are reviewing right now in Higewa Soru Soshite Joshikose Wohiro or Higehiro. After being rejected, I shaved and took in a high school runaway. I, the long titles, it's kind of ridiculous now. But I say we. Usually it's just I. Usually it's just I. I say we. But it, well, it's usually I. But today we have a we. And today we have. Pinky, who is a who is known to being on a couple of other episodes of the podcast, here today to talk about Hige Hero. Pinky, say hi to the people. Hey, everybody! If you haven't heard uh, me on the podcast before, uh, I am a walking Jeopardy shit post. I like a lot of science, and I like a lot of anime. And uh, Pinky, this uh, I I know we usually do our discussions, um, <clears throat> you know, before the podcast, just go over a lot of stuff. Uh, about the episodes in general, but uh, I'm going to tell you this right now that um, I'm dedicating this episode um, because I know uh, me and everybody in the Discord and the people who listen to the show, you know, uh, big, big supporters of like the whole family and, you know, uh, big animal lovers. So like this episode of Waifus and Weeaboos is going to be uh, dedicated to Mochi today. We're, we're going to uh, pour one out for Mochi because... Um, you know, you, you did go through a rough time, and I, I, I and you know, and Mochi watched anime with you, right? So, oh, absolutely. So she we're did. gonna, she we're gonna, and, and it, it was a, it was a sudden, it was a sudden passing, and uh, uh, I, we, we know it was a while ago, but I'm sure me and mm-hmm. and the listeners and and everybody else send send their condolences to you, Ryan, and uh, you know, prayers up to Mochi as well. Oh, thank you guys. I appreciate okay. that very okay. much. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that was a little. I know. I'm sorry. You know, I'm getting a little teary eyed right now myself. I'm sorry, but like, you know, I kind of wanted to just be like, all right, like, let's go. This one's for Mochi, okay? I appreciate that. All right, cool. So let's talk about. Let's talk a little bit about a grown ass man, who, you know, you see, you see everything, and you, you think a grown ass man taken in a high schooler, like. How good can it be? How, how like is it disgusting? Whatever, Pinky, tell us a little bit about Hige Hero. Okay, so the synopsis um, goes about like this: On his way home from drinking his sorrows away after being rejected by his crush, the twenty-six-year-old salaryman Yoshida finds a high school girl named Seiyu sitting on the side of the road. Yoshida's completely drunk and out of his mind, and ends up letting Seiyu stay at his place overnight. Not having the heart to put Seo on the street since she ran away from home, Yoshida allows her to stay at his place, and so began the awkward, irritable, and slightly heartwarming relationship between a runaway high school girl and a salary man living together. So I, I think the synopsis of this of uh, Higa Hero is pretty much like you know it, it's cut and dry. Like this is what you're getting, mm-hmm. and um, there it is. But like. As you see it, it's like, all right, there's definitely going to be a romance between these two. And that's actually kind of disgusting. But, mm-hmm. you know, because there's the age gap situation. But Yeah, there's like a 10-year age difference. Yeah, but h- how are they able to... Well, before we start getting into the... Sh- before we start getting into the show, right? And the synopsis and people think like, oh, okay, like this show is not for me. We're going to get into how... You know, the show is for you after we go through our whole uh, rigmarole and everything. So mm-hmm. um, the studio who did, uh, who animated, I, I, I mean, I thought the animation was actually really good. What did you think? I thought they did a great job with the animation. Um, considering the type of story it is, it doesn't need anything crazy or flashy. And I felt like it used its animation competently and to its best effect. Like when people when things get emotional, like not only do the voice actors do a great job with it, but you can, you can actually see the emotion on their faces in their body language. It's, it's very well done in my opinion. Now, uh, the studio who, who did, who did, uh, produce it and animate it is, uh, 
studio project number nine and they have done a lot of shows that are similar to uh hige wasoru or hige hero in terms of uh like the cast of characters so hige hero is like you have some males and females like in uh, relationship situations and like serious situations uh and like really like not a lot of action moments so uh a couple of comparisons would be um uh Tomozaki-kun, Jakuchara Tomozaki-kun, which just aired, I think, two seasons ago. Um, there was another, uh, pa- uh, Pastel Memories, which I don't think was, like, too insane. And the the show that I can really compare it to the most in terms of, like, art and animation, actually, two of them is uh, Ryu no Oshigoto, which is uh, the Rio, or the Rio's work is never done. That was the show about um, about Shogi, like, little, like, like, etchy, kind of, like, weird yeah. Shogi show. Um along with uh tenchi no 3p and that was like another like the 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 ironic thing is both of those shows were like directed towards the lolita like like our mm-hmm. main character being like a lolita you know uh, of interest but yeah. um it, it really didn't fall that way in in this anime wouldn't you say no not at all and i remember you ranting about that uh with the rio's work is never done um on our old old podcast so yeah i'm actually really surprised that the studio didn't go that way with this one and i'm actually super happy that they didn't well uh fun fact about about that anime and that story he uh you know there there's there's you, you know of course there's the lolita aspect of it where he's teaching the the little girl sh- shogi or whatever and there's like mm. oh that's disgusting he's gonna get with the, one of these you know little girls or whatever uh turns out he spoiler alert he actually ends up with his childhood friend after uh mm. after all those years which which i was rooting for her the whole time i was like please don't let any of this lolita stuff happen and uh yeah he actually ends up with the childhood friend so i was actually pretty surprised it did go that route uh and i enjoyed it but Fun fact about uh, uh, the Rio's work is never done. So, um, That's awesome! I'm glad because I remember that first episode. I was like, no. Yeah, it was kind no. of mm, sketchy at times, but um, but yeah, sketchy. So, so <laughs> art and animation very good, very beautiful at times. I really like the details mm-hmm. they put in. Like when you when they have that extra details in the lips, that's something I enjoy, especially for like the female characters. It just like I feel like it gives like a maturity factor to them, don't you? Yeah, and it makes them that much more human, I guess. I agree. I agree, hundred um, percent. So, I mean, in terms of voice actors and actresses, no real names like stick out to me. Like, we do have Kana Ichinose who did voice Sayu. Um, I, quite frankly, with the characters and um, the uh, the the voice actors and actresses, I thought they did a really good job. I thought so too. I really enjoyed their performances. Like there are like, it didn't feel like acting to me. Like you can, like with some anime, you can tell, okay, there's a person in a booth saying all these things and it kind of pulls you out of the immersion. This show, I felt like the voice actors just had it. Like it wasn't crazy. It wasn't over the top. It was just natural. Yeah, I agree. Um, the crazy thing I found out about this show really is my roller coaster appreciation and dislike for certain characters. So, uh, for example, my my love for Sayu continually my love for my love for Sayu was weird because my love for Sayu was more of like a, and you know this and and even in uh, my previous review of Higa Hero, my love for Sayu was more like a I gotta protect this child love like a fatherly yes. love more than like I want to you know grope well I shouldn't say that but like you know i know what oh you're my getting god at. i fucking love sayu i'm like you know what i mean you weren't uh, fanboying yeah i wasn't her. like fanboying over here she was like she's a character that you wanted to protect yoshida is just a fucking man like I, I like i loved yoshida throughout the whole show like he did not disappoint me at all um right we'll, we'll get to the Such end of, we'll get to the end eventually but like i enjoyed the ending i thought the ending was okay i didn't think it was great i didn't think it was awful i thought it was okay the three, oh, and then Asami. Asami is awesome. Asami came in. I thought she was going to be a bitch. No, she's great. She's fucking awesome. And she only gets better. She only gets better throughout she the show. She does. She's like, 
She is the MVP for this show because she like comes through in every pinch. Yep. And uh, I love her. Hundred 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 percent. Now, the roller coaster aspect for me was mm-hmm. with two characters in Gotosan. Mm-hmm. Uh and Mishima. Right? Yes, same. Absolutely. Uh to the point where I fucking couldn't stand Gato because she was a liar. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a fucking bitch. Mm-hmm. And she's just a fucking, like, little, like, shaking the money makers and fucking, right? you know, not one, and, like, not, like, and playing the fucking game. She's playing the fucking game. And I'm like, yo, that don't fly with me and my boy Yoshida like that. Get the mm-hmm. fuck out of here. Right? She yanked him around like a dog on a leash, and I was livid. Yep. And then at Yoshida that time, deserves better. It's true. And then at that time, you had Mishima, who was actually cool. Like, yeah. You, like, you could tell there was some interest in Yoshida. She wasn't, you know, she was at work. She was just doing mm-hmm. her job. She was trying to, like, take him to the movie, stuff like that. Yeah. I was rooting for her in the beginning. And then she. And then Goto turned into the big support character in, mm-hmm. hey, Yoshida, I know about Sayu, you know, I'm not happy about it, but, you know, I, like, you're doing, I think you're doing the right thing, and I know you're a good enough person to where you're not gonna do something bad. And it's yeah. like, at that point, you're like, okay, Goto, like, I still fucking hate you, but I don't hate you as much as I used to hate you, like, you're, yeah. you're you're on the rise. Meanwhile, you're one step above being on the shit list. Yeah, exactly. You cross the line back on the non shit list. Meanwhile, Mishima, in a 180 degree character turn, just turns in this like the biggest fucking pain in the ass. Like not even a bitch. Oh my god! Just turns just- into a. Pain in the ass, stalk a stalker, a stalker, yeah, right? A crazy, selfish stalker, and then she gets mad at Yoshida because his priorities change since Seiyu came into his life. Like what? Like, like, would she have done the same shit if it had been like a younger sibling who, like, their parents died in a car wreck or something? Because that was the vibe I was getting from that one conversation they had, and I wanted to like be like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna shake you." Yeah. Uh, I agree 100%. I wanted to fucking like just be like, yo, you are acting ridiculous. Like you're legitimately mm-hmm. acting ridiculous. My man is happy and you're actually trying to take the happiness away from him. Right? Like Why? you're jealous because you're not getting, you know, what you want from Yoshida. And like that's that's if you're going to be his friend, that's unacceptable. And I think the worst thing that she does is that she's forcing herself onto him. Like, he's told yes. her, like, I see you as a friend. Like, I don't see you any more than that. And it's cool if you're going to, like, you know, if you want something more. But, like, you have to do it in the right way. Exactly. Like, if someone sets that boundary, hey, I just want to be friends. I don't want to take this relationship any further. As a good member of society... You need to respect that boundary. And whether or not you want to be in a relationship with them is irrelevant at that point. Like, they've set the line. They're like, this is where I am. (laughs) Either meet me here or don't. Or don't meet me at all. all. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So we we talked about Yoshida. We talked about Sayu. Did we talk enough about Sayu? That's the real question, though. Um, I, I don't know if we have talked enough about Sayu because... I mean, I love her. She's precious. Protect her at all costs. And, like, we need to talk about her more. Because she went through some shit. Uh, well, if you have some anything to say, feel free to, you know... I mean, if we, if we want to talk about through the, the story, we could do that. But I yeah. think we're missing... Uh, I think we're missing the most important character on the list. Do you know the important... The most important character on the list that we are missing talking about pink the one who started everything and started seiyu's uh journey 
Uh, 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 it, would that be the uh, uh, probably the most hated fucking character in the show? Would you say? Yes, I think it is. Oh, and let's say it at the same time. It's going to be Sayu's bitch fucking mother. Oh my god, this woman. Like, you can't even call her a mother. Like, straight up. She's an egg donor. Uh, yeah, she literally says that. She yeah. She literally just said, like... She says she literally says in the show. First of all, number one on on like uh, on Anime News Network and Anime Data- Database, uh, she doesn't have a name. She's just known as Sayu Nohaha, aka Sayu's mother. That's it. Yeah, like that's yes. that. I think that's how much the staff hated her. <laughs> yeah, and uh, spoiler alert: in the show, she she looks at her dead in the face and goes, "I should have never had you." And Ar- arguably. The worst thing a child can say to their parent. Yeah, you cannot say anything worse to your child, in my opinion. Like, I mean, you know, parents tell their kids all kinds of horrible stuff. I know this, but nothing, nothing is ever worse than saying you just should, you just shouldn't exist in this world. Like, you've done nothing but, you know, destroy my life since you came into being and... Like, how do you, how do you come back from that? How do you keep your sense of self-worth in the face of that kind of declaration from the one person who's supposed to love you unconditionally? I mean, somehow Sayu finds it in her heart, but I think that just shows how good of a person she is overall. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we can both wholeheartedly agree that Sayu's mom can go burn in hell. Yeah, just yeah. die in a fire. The world is better without you. <laughs> so, and, go ahead, go ahead. Please, and more. one last thing. At the very end, she didn't even fucking apologize. Nope, she, she gave not. that non-apology bullshit. She's like, I didn't even know when it was actually a mistake. And I'm like, that's not an apology, bitch. I didn't that's do anything making... wrong. Yeah, that's you making excuses and playing the victim when you're the person who caused all this fucking misery to begin with. <sighs> well, I'm glad she's fucking gone now, so. Me too. Fuck yeah. that bitch. There, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Fuck that bitch. So, um... You've all heard my story. You've heard, I mean, you've listened to the previous episode of Higa Hero, uh, where I talk about, you know, why Sayu needs to be protected. Mm-hmm. Um, and, y- you know, I'm just going to talk a little bit about uh, my views on the show. Yours are going to run a little bit more deeper on mine. Um, I-, I personally like the show. I felt like uh, maybe like after episode seven or eight, it started to go down in like quality and like storytelling for me. Uh, because it was kind of the same stuff over and over and over again, but mm-hmm. you know it was still, you know, my love for Sayu and my love for Yoshi just 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 stayed there. So it was enter- it was one of my Monday, you know, afternoon like pleasantries, just coming home and like, all right, I'm watching Hinka Hero. You know, it's going to be good. Uh, I want to know more about this because I didn't read any of the source material, so I was hyped every week, um, to come home and watch the show, and and and, and it didn't disappoint me. Like, uh, there were times I got angry. There were times I got sad. Um, and the, sh- the show delivered uh, on those aspects. It delivered in a great male character in Yoshida, a, f- a fantastic female in Sayu. Um, and I'll give my score. I usually give my scores, you know, at the end of the podcast. So I'll do that. Um, you ha- you plan to go a little bit deeper into uh, talking about the show. So... Feel free to uh, take it from here. Okay. Um, so I guess I guess I should preface this by saying that shit's going to get real, and it's going to get real real fast. So, you know, if uh, if you if you're not interested in hearing about uh, the realities of suicide, um, you know, this might be a good time to you know, mute for a few minutes or something. Um, 
So one of the main things, the thing that set all of this in motion with, um, with Seiyu was that her best friend, um, who we meet in, what was it? Episode seven or eight? I can't remember. I think it was about seven or eight. Yeah. Okay. So we meet her in a flashback. Um, when Seiyu finally says, all right, Asami, uh, Yoshida, we got to sit down, we got to talk and I got to tell you everything. And so we find out that when Seiyu learned that her mother no longer loved her, excuse me, when Seiyu learned that her mother no longer loved her, um, she let me slide in for a second. Remember, she's a fucking bitch. She is a fucking bitch. Fuck that bitch. Um, sorry, I just really hate her mother. Um, and so, like, so she gets depressed. She starts withdrawing from, you know, social anything. Like, she just, she doesn't have friends. She's all by herself because, you know, she feels worthless. Like, you know your parent doesn't love you. Like, who else would? So she's in that depression state. And this cute little nerdy pigtail girl I forget her name. Um, do you remember her name? Um, the, 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 uh, it's up here. Uh, Yuko. Yuko, Masaka. yes. Yeah, Yuko Masaka. Yeah. So Yuko befriends Seiyu, and everything's wonderful. Everything's great. Like, you know, Seiyu's got somebody who believes in her, who she can talk to. She can share, like, all her feelings and frustrations. And, you know, just to have that camaraderie that, like, humans just need on a real basic level. And because of that, um, Yuko ends up getting bullied horribly. And Seiyu tries to help, but at the same time, she doesn't, she doesn't have the ability to really do much more than support her friend. I mean, she's, what, 15 or 16 well, in this flashback. A little, little bit more to that is because – the reason why is because – during Seiyu's like depression, like being friends with uh, Yuko, you know, mm-hmm. Seiyu is is very beautiful. So when the boys on, you know, the, the, the star basketball player or soccer player, or whatever, go and ask her out and she doesn't want to go out with them. Then the other girl, it's the whole, the, the other girls start to get jealous, but they're not going to bully Seiyu because, you know, because she's beautiful. So they're going to bully Seiyu's friend. Yeah, exactly. It's sort of like, you know get to the enemy by attacking their ally kind of situation. Exactly. And yeah. And so eventually say you, you know, she does everything she can to help, but you know, eventually she's pretty ineffective. Um, and another thing to mention about bullying in Japan, it's difficult to handle just because a lot of schools, even if they're aware of it, they don't want to acknowledge it because if they do, then they have to take responsibility for it. And that's a whole thing. So the bullying continues and gets to the point where Yuko is up on the edge of the roof and Seiyu comes up to have lunch with her and immediately Seiyu realizes something's wrong because she's on the wrong side of the guardrail. And they have this conversation and Yuko is just like, I can't, I can't do this anymore and I can't bring you down and watch you fall from where you are just because of how horrible I am. And then she lets go of the railing and Seiyu watches as Yuko falls to her death. Um, And in the aftermath of that, uh, Seiyu ends up staying home and just pretty much being numb for an indeterminate amount of time. Like we were never really given a time frame on that but eventually she comes down and talks to her mother and uh here's another reason her mother's a bitch um the first thing her mother says to her after seeing say for however long is you didn't kill her did you and that's what sends say into this um just her i guess we'll call it you know her she's fleeing the situation basically and ends up doing so in a very self-destructive way so like that's the background for for what i'm about to get into so um 
before yeah, you, before sorry, you, did you? Before you get into it, I, I just want to remind yeah. our listeners that Sayu's mother is in fact a fucking bitch. She's literally one of the worst characters I've ever seen in an anime. Yes. Like, just completely devoid of any empathy or emotion or res- even basic respect for other people. It's it's fucking maddening. Yeah. So you've, I think you've nailed everything so far, so keep going. I'm gonna let you keep going. Okay. So one thing I I really wanted to touch on is the fact that Seiyu was never given the chance to properly grieve. And so that's why she ended up in that self-destructive situation of hopping basically from bed to bed. Because not only was she running away from her family and her horrible mother, she was running away from her grief. Um, And suicide, I mean... I understand why people think they that's your only option. Um, I have I have been like so deep in depression before that trust me, I get it. <laughs> um, and then also when I was in high school, I had a friend uh, who attempted suicide. Um, fortunately, her boyfriend found her, got the EM, got the EMTs to her. And they were able to save her. Um, uh, With that situation, though, I didn't find out about it until about a month later. Um, I didn't know why she hadn't come to school. Nobody had contacted me or told me anything. And I was just, you know, extremely worried. She was my best friend. And I hadn't heard a thing about what was going on. But once she came back to school, you know, you get that sense of relief. And everything, but I mean, what would have happened if she hadn't come back? Uh, at that time, I didn't have anyone I could rely on to, you know, handle that situation. So, like, I absolute like Seiyu's story hits really deep for me. Um, and then also, like, even though I wasn't there with my friend, uh, there was another situation. Um, I've had some really rough situations. Let's just say that. Um, sorry, I'm I'm getting kind of teared up. No, no, you're fine. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I had another really rough situation where my family and I, um, we actually went to a shooting range one night because my husband wanted to learn how to shoot. And my stepdad, you know, being a huge gun nut, was like, oh yeah, heck yeah, let's do it. That'll be great. And so we all, you know, piled up into the car and went to our favorite indoor range. Well, there was a guy there. Uh, I think they had about six lanes. Um, on the forest lane was this guy. My mom was behind him, and my husband was sitting next to my mom. I was in the lane next to the guy uh, with the Glock, with my Glock at the time. Um, so you know, I've got my head, my headgear, and everything on. Um, and then my dad was in the lane next to me. Well, I mean, as I'm shooting, suddenly I hear a shot that doesn't sound right. And I turn to look from where it came from. And the guy is now on the floor um, bleeding out. And I didn't know him. I'd never met him before. But, like, to watch, to, like, watch someone die in front of you is horrifically traumatic whether you know them or not and um i just think i just think the um like hang on <laughs> look just remember at the end of the day right sayu's mom is a fucking bitch she is a okay. fucking bitch. She's a fucking God, bitch. I hate her so much. That's just what you have to remember, you know. Thank you. Thank you. But like so so with that with that whole recap with Seu explaining what all happened, like that was a really hard episode for me because like all those situations that you, that you know I talked about like that all like all aspects of what was happening with Yuko, like, was just in my head and swirling around. And 
it was a lot. That was a really, really tough episode for me. And I think that speaks a lot to the directors and the voice actors and how they just executed it. That, I mean, I've been like not through something exactly similar, but all the pieces were there. Yeah, I think, uh, and, and I was, and you actually just beat me to the punch. I think, you know, I mean, there are a lot of shows out there that, uh, you know, have shades of suicide and mm-hmm. and you know, like stuff like that. Like, like one, like my, I mean, one of my favorite anime of all time, Real Life, uh, definitely has, you know, and Real Life's like a like a you know a happy go lucky anime, but there's a you know shades of suicide in the show, and mm-hmm. um, you know. It, it all depends how and, and then you have other shows where it's like you know you see like a character like you, you'll see like the like the outline of a character fall or like you know get hit mm-hmm. or jump in front of a you know like stupid stuff like that where it's like oh well you know okay they killed themselves yeah you know the direction that this show took i think definitely leaves an impact on the viewer and uh the reader as well which is what you just brought up so with that, that's where I think good storytelling and good direction plays a big role uh, into Sayu's uh, uh, experience throughout mm-hmm. this whole, you know, process. Absolutely. And I have never had an anime that touched on suicide, like, bring all that up to the surface for me. Um. So, yeah, I mean, that just, like I said, that just speaks to the writing and the way the studio directed everything. Because, I mean, you don't see anything graphic, but with the way Sayu reacts, you know exactly what she's seeing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. 100%. Yeah. So I think I think I'm ready to move on from that. But I definitely just wanted to bring that up just because that scene just really cinched the show for me. Okie dokie. Uh, so uh, we, we we discussed a little bit about, um, you know, how, how, how Sayu, Sayu, whoever, whatever you want to call her, you know, how she came to about where Yoshida's at. Mm-hmm. I, I found the, the interactions between her and uh, Yoshida very, um, I expected them to be very cringy at times, but they were actually, it was actually like, very nice wouldn't you say yeah absolutely there was there was never like there was never a moment where i was worried except that one scene where she practically gets naked in front of him and she's like why won't you have sex with me and then you get the whole juxtaposition between you know the sexy body imagery and then what yoshida is actually telling her yeah and why it's not okay for her to be doing that. And, like, that was awesome. And that was in the third episode, I think? Yeah, and I think that just shows where she was at mentally in life. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, she's she's in this house for, like, a couple weeks, whatever. Um, But still, like, after the shit she's been through, like, that just shows where she was at mentally with Yoshida. Absolutely. And, like, I mean, she's at the point where, as a woman, she feels her only value is her body. And... I mean that's heartbreaking. Yeah, I, I, I think, uh, and I think the way they brought it, like they brought it through, like, like, like how you said with the previous statements, just how they built it up to where it was at. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, just their interactions with each other, just like you know, him, you know, buying her like phone and clothes and the necessities was just yeah. like it's very sweet. It doesn't cross the line. Um. Yeah, it's like, these are the things you need to, you know, have a comfortable life. And that's all there is to it. Yeah, he he teaches her that, you know, you just need your basic necessities and you're good. Mm-hmm. And I think she taught him a lot of stuff, too, which is, it wasn't just like a one-way street. Like, she taught him things that needed to be done as well, like, with household chores cooking mm-hmm. you know taking a better care of yourself and i think that's where the title comes into effect like hey you're a you know you're still a young man you should take care of like your face and shave and blah 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 whatever yeah exactly like 
And it wasn't just that, you know, he was unkempt or anything. He was unkempt because he didn't care. Um, Especially after that bitch fucking Gatope, you know, rejected yeah, him. Yeah, so. just shot him down. Which, which I want to get back into that real quick. But, like, if yeah, she was so fucking in love with him, why would she tell him that she had a boyfriend? Because, remember, it wasn't the right time. Oh, I fuck have a that. sixth sense about these things. Oh, fuck that. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I yeah, forgot no. about that. No, fuck that. During... During that whole scene, Ryan and I were both screaming, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, slow to bullshit. But, uh, but yeah, uh, the, the teacher, like, just everything to where they, um, to where they lead up at the end of the show, um, where, you know, he decides to go back to his life, uh, his business life with, uh, yep. Goto as his boss and Mishima in his office uh one of his friends uh hashimoto and you know just continuing to live his life and we are i think two years after uh sayu goes home yeah and uh you know the way it was ending you know spoiler alert ladies and gentlemen uh the way it was ending you know you you just know that he's going home well he talks to he talks to asami yes which is Uh, great asami yeah she wanted him to read her book which i was like yeah protect another one that you have to protect at the end of the day cute as hell right and just adorable actually you know what i do uh ride or die friend i i wrote my um i wrote my list of top 10 waifus yesterday and i think i don't i don't think i put uh i don't think i put asami on there i think i'm gonna have to put asami on there i think i'm gonna have to put asami on there yeah but now at this point it's who am i gonna have to take off but uh we'll 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 see we'll be able to take someone off but uh but yeah um yeah asami calls him over and like she was in on the plan you know she he Mm -hmm. goes back and he sees you know a 19 year old sayu waiting under the lamppost that uh he found her under. He found yeah. her under, and you know, it, it ends with him saying, "Why don't you come back to my place?" And the the feedback people were given at that scene was just like, "Oh my god, he's taking her back to his place to, you know, have sex there." Blah blah blah. And I'm like, it's it's a play on how they first met. Yes, like, it bookends the show. He he tells her like. Like I mean, it's clear and obvious. Once the brother like says to him, you know, in current in, in regular timeline, he says you're in love with Sayu, and he basically there's like a little pause, and like that's where you, as the viewer, know like yes, you know, yeah. And he's just like, no, I'm not. Like I prefer older women. Blah blah blah. This that, mm-hmm. and the other. Uh, Sayu tells him like, hey, I'm in love with you. Like, you know, let me, you know, let me kiss you. Like whatever. And he was like, I just don't. I don't like you're a woman and mm-hmm. she gives him the ultimatum of well then once i get older you'll go out with me right and he doesn't really give a yes yeah. or no answer yeah he just says you know put your memories of me in a box and forget about me yeah but um i think the ending was great I, I, I'm not great. Good. I said okay. I, th- I thought it was a good ending, an okay ending. Uh, it, it, it's heavily Im- implied that you know they they do end up together. Um, mm-hmm. With how the show is going, I'm in the beginning of the show. I really didn't want them to end up together. I didn't, but just how progression was and how things were ending up with Kato and Mishima and, and just everything going on, like it was just like all right, they are going to end up like together most likely and i'm i i'm okay with that at this point i'm okay with it uh she's 19 he's 28 29 whatever mm-hmm. you know i'm okay with I mean, it it's a may december relationship but so this is another thing i wanted to bring up because i've heard people say that oh yoshida's grooming her blah 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 he's gonna take advantage of her and i want to I want to say no. He doesn't and fucking no take advantage point. of her the whole fucking show. Sorry. Exactly. Sorry. Not <laughs> once did he do anything untoward, unprofessional, or unacceptable as an adult towards a minor. He did not groom her. He did not give her like any false hope that they would be together. And 
he never, ever gave in to her advances. I think only once where he said, like, he said, like, I would, I, like, I think he only said once. No, he didn't because she said she was in, she laid in bed with him the last night and, or the, whatever yeah. it was. And she's like, do you want to touch my boobs? And he was just like, no. Yeah. And he just rolls over. Yeah. <laughs> um, the only thing he does say to her is that she's cute. Is that she's a cute yeah. girl. And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think. No. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And, you know, I mean, I've seen girls get groomed when I was in high school. Uh, there was a girl that was, um, that Ryan actually knew, whose boyfriend was like 26 and she was, I think, 17. And, you know, they always say shit like, oh, you're so mature for your age. I can't believe you're only such and such and all this other shit. And amazingly she fell for it and ended up running away with this guy at some point. And like Ryan did everything he could to stop her, but she wouldn't listen. And like, there's also this, um, this Lolita myth, you know, like the, uh, like in the book, Lolita Humbert Humbert talks about how, Oh, Lolita's this nymphit. She's, oversexed and she's all sorry about the fireworks um, oh you're good we didn't hear him. i didn't catch it okay uh we've been playing gunner fireworks all week um so humbert humbert actually talks about how oh she's so oversexed and um she's always she's putting on these wiles for me and how could i possibly resist uh a siren's call like that meanwhile lolita is literally a 12 year old girl and like, in no way did I ever see Yoshida even, like, mirror any of that kind of behavior. He never once said, oh, you're mature for your age or whatever. He never once stopped her from growing as a person or forcing her to be dependent on him. He did the opposite. Uh, he did everything he could to help her grow and mature and you know stand on her own two feet and then in addition to that like we talked about he rebuffed every advance regardless of you know how it came across or what she did or anything and there was a point you know when she was cleaning the house and they got all silly and she falls on him he didn't make that a thing he's just like hey the rag's on my shoulder <laughs> and then that was it like, because usually, I know I know that we've seen enough anime to be like, oh no, here it is. But thank God it didn't go that way. I was so super worried. But, I mean, Yoshida never does anything but be the man, basically. Yeah. He's the fucking man. <laughs> he He's is the, man. the fucking man. Like, he is what men should be. And he gets like, he, he gets the short end of the stick sometimes too, as he gets he does. he he, he kind of gets blackmailed at one point, you know, mm -hmm. and he has he has something heavy over his head and housing a seventeen year old high school girl that's not his family. Yeah, exactly. And oh, we didn't talk about scumbag Steve. Yeah, I forget his fucking I, name. He was the one character who he was just like i hate him but yes. he's irrelevant to me yeah like he it's so crazy how he goes from being an absolute scumbag he doesn't get redeemed but he's not he's he goes from being a complete scumbag to not being a threat and Dude. it's the weirdest thing yeah it's like i want to hate like it's like yeah i hate this guy but how much do I actually hate him? Exactly. You know? Like, you hate him in the moment, and you want to just, like, fucking, you know, make his life awful for what he did. But after that, I mean, after Yoshida just kind of, like, you know, lays down the law, it's like, all right, you've, you're kind of toothless now, and I don't really care about you. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think. 
think, uh, I mean, unless you have anything else you want to say about the show in general, um, I think I we're just, almost at our end. Yeah, I think so. I guess to sum everything up, uh, Higehiro did a lot of things right. And I just, I mean, it's not a masterpiece. It's not legendary. I mean, I'm not even sure I would put it in the tier, in like great tier anime, but I would definitely give it a watch if you're into um, slice of life drama type situations. Yeah, you know what? I, I, I thought it was good. I thought it was good. I thought I didn't think it was great. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I enjoyed it for what it was. I think it was a little bit serious at times, a little bit not serious at times. Uh, it gave, mm -hmm. you know, it, I think there was a uh, ironically with, with a there was there was th man i'm gonna sound like a real piece of shit but that's who i am right now because i'm a fucking giant weeaboo and i enjoy waifus uh it was lacking a lot of fan service in in my opinion um yeah i agree and the fact that it was just sayu fan service which you know it's just whatever at this point, you know, like you, you watch anime, you're going to get fan service. I expected some sort of like, you know, uh, like a, like a, like a, like a pool episode or a spa episode or a beach episode or something along those lines yeah, something where you like see Goto takes everybody to a spa day. Yeah. So I thought like, I expected like, like, especially when they, they're introduced to Sayu, like both Mishima and Goto, like you figure like, I'm going to take you to a place where like, you have to get your hair cut or like you have to get your hair washed or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it just, and it just does not happen, which I think it was lacking in that, which is not a bad thing. Like it, it, it's not bad that it was lacking uh, in that sense. Uh, I just thought it would have a little bit more, uh, I mean, fan service outside of the sexual, yeah. outside of the sexual shit that they were showing. Yeah. It was missing a certain oomph. Yeah. Um, so I I actually give it an eight on my enemy list because I think where it was beforehand um, was a was a bad score. I think it was at like the low sevens beforehand. But my my enemy list right now has at a at a seven point four five overall score. And okay. honestly, quite frankly, I think that's a fair score. I, I, I do, too. I, I think agree. that's a fair score. I'm I, I, I am right here going to say I feel like, you, you know, El Presidente. Or fucking mm -hmm. David Portnoy, wherever he goes around, like eats pizza and like gives it like a a score. That's how I <laughs> feel right now. I feel like the fucking El Presidente, El El Wibidente. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna give it a seven point four or uh out of ten or a seventy four out of a hundred. I thought it was a good show. I think it would, I think I think it deserves the average score it has on my anime list right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it was um good for what it was not like you said not a legendary anime not a masterpiece um but good but a good yeah. show yeah definitely enjoyable and i mean it like i said if you like drama give it a watch because nothing crazy or outlandish like happens it's all completely believable situations for the most part um like certain circumstances are like eh but for the most part it's pretty it's pretty down to earth. Yep. Uh, and last but not least, we actually forgot to talk about the opening and the ending. Now, in the uh, opening, like we, we, uh, the listeners, they heard the opening in the beginning. They're going to be hearing. They're going to be listening to the ending in a bit. But what were your thoughts about the opening and ending? I actually thought the opening was super cute. Um, it was peppy and fun. I never skipped the opening, um, but. Unfortunately, Crunchyroll doesn't do subtitles. Like, I miss my I miss my anime opening subtitles that were on my VHS tapes back in the day. Uh, so I have no idea what the lyrics are, and that kind of bums me out because you know there's a lot of anime themes out there that are, you know, they they sound happy, but they're not. They're just really depressing. And I was wondering if that was the case with this opening or the ending. Uh I mean, I know, I know they they subtitle some openings, but they didn't do this one. Uh, I the the opening did feel very peppy to me. Uh, I, I I'm okay with the ending. I didn't think I don't think it's uh, memorable. I just thought mm -hmm. it was okay. Yeah, I would agree with that. We'll still be hearing in a second. Um, so is I mean, uh, I liked it. it oh yeah, it was bad. It, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, it was an awful ending. 
Uh, not like some of the shows that had awful openings and endings this season. Uh, but I digress. Uh, so is there anything else you wanted to say about Hige Hero after being rejected at Shade that took on my high school runaway? Um, just that I appreciate that it, you know, went against expectations for what you would think would happen in the synopsis. And that's awesome. <laughs> and? Oh, yeah. Say's mom's a fucking bitch. All righty. And that is the end of this episode of Waifus and Weeboos, everyone. I wanted to thank Pinky for coming on to this episode. Pinky, let them know anything you want them to know. Um, as always, thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoy my spots. And if you want to hear anything else from me, I'm on Twitter at Pinky is Blue. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, my name is Nick Sorosente. As you all know by now, the waifus and weeboos, the, the El, the El Weebidente of anime. Uh, you can find me on all the socials. They'll be in the uh, the info, waifus and weeboos on Twitter, waifus and weeboos on Facebook, even though I don't update the Facebook that much often. If you enjoy currently airing anime scene cuts, caps, everything from the currently animating anime season summer 21 2021 just started yesterday i just uploaded some pictures of peach boy riverside pinky if you haven't started peach boy riverside yet i would definitely check it out it was an interesting and sexy first episode oh, <laughs> oh yes so follow me on tumblr you can see that nj otaku on tumblr make sure to go over to twitch.tv sensei one give me a follow over there we do do some we do do what are we talking poop now we do uh have some live anime podcasts that we do on uh the twitch channel and of course if you're looking for some of the best stickers bumper stickers t-shirts clothing on uh online and in terms of anime related stuff go to sukawai that's s-u-k-a-w-a-i-i.com and put in the promo code SoraSensei1 to get 5% off your entire order. That's it for this episode, ladies and gentlemen, of Waifus and Weeboos. I hope you enjoyed the Hige Hero review, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye,